God is eternal in nature and he has imparted his eternal life to us. Here we will worship him and endless days we will praise him. Here we are confined with time but there is a time coming. Hallelujah. Praise God. Endless days. Praise God. No matter how much you praise him. Praise God. It's not enough. Praise God. He is worthy to be praised and adored. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Please be seated. This morning, Dr. A.B. Peter will bring God's word. Shall we sit in the presence of God with a prayerful attitude? Hallelujah. church once again and very specially to bring God's word this uh, Sunday morning. We thank Pastor Sunni Samuel for granting me such a wonderful opportunity to witness what God is doing back in Kerala as well as in northern parts of India through IPC Theological Seminary, the institution which I uh, represent. I thank the church and uh, the believers over here for your continuous prayer and support not only for uh, IPC Theological Seminary, but also the mission activities in different parts of India. And I know that there are several families and the church together stood with us for uh, the last 16 years from the inception of uh, IPC Theological Seminary in 2001. And uh, you were with Pastor John Daniel and several leaders of the seminary. And I remember me coming here several times, encouraging the community and families uh, to support the seminary. And you have responded uh, to my invitation partnering the work of the Lord back in India. We have sent out around uh, 600 plus missionaries and they are active mission leaders and they are active in the work of the Lord, very specially in the state of uh, Bihar and Uttar Pradesh. I want you to, your continuous support, prayer support and whatever you can do in person or visiting or uh, uh, using your skills for the development uh, of the students over there. If you are coming down to India, we anticipate you are uh, uh, continuous support for the work of the Lord. And I want to acknowledge uh, the very special people, those who are with us from for uh, several years, uh, uh, being the members of the board of IPC Theological Seminary, starting, starting with uh, Dr. Jolie Matthew, Brother Mathai Alimutil, Brother Jason Joseph Haripalil, Dr. Koshi Samuel, Brother Bavan Thomas, Brother Joe Sanjeri, last time when I came here, I missed this name because uh, the name was not uh, in the New York list. It was in the Connecticut list. Uh, for, sorry for that. And uh, MJ uh, Thomas Sapachan. And I'm really glad to see Brother Wuggis Chako here from Sharjah. He's also the board member of uh, IPC Theological uh, Seminary. And I thank uh, everyone, those who have visited the seminary and the mission field from this church. And I anticipate your continuous support and prayer for the work of the Lord back in India. And uh, there are several familiar faces. I am uh, a non-figure to you because uh, I have been here uh, several times encouraging the church and especially the youngsters this morning also. I praise God for uh, Brother Babu Matai and family and uh, uh, several of our friends, uh, those who are uh, here. And uh, I come with uh, an opening for you, those who are interested to do theological education uh, without uprooting uh, your family uh, coming down to India. Look, nothing happening, uh, nothing is going to happen if you do a theological education through online. So IPC Theological Seminary is, has started an online theological edu uh, educational program, which is an MA in theology. 
completely online. You can sit, at ba sit back at your home and do a proper, credible uh, theological degree. If you want to know more about uh, MA in Theology, which is a completely online program from its start to, start to end, and uh, you can approach me after the service. I'll be very, very happy to give you further explanation about the program. I know that pastor has given me time to speak from the word of God and it is not uh, good to take time uh, introducing several uh, matters but uh, I will be glad if you would like to know about the mission back in India, the seminary and other factors, would you please come to me, I'll be able to give you some brochures and I will be happy to explain you what God is doing through IPC Theological Seminary back in India. I have a very special message which God has given to me, to the church. It is from a New Testament book, the book of Philemon. Would you please stand with me to the book of Philemon? It's a very small, a tiny book in the New Testament. If you find it difficult to go to Philemon, go to Hebrews and take a left turn. You will find the book there. There is only one chapter. Now, I would like to read. I will be speaking from uh, the whole book, but I would like to read... Uh, just one verse, verse 5. Philemon chapter 1, verse 5. Because I hear of your love and of the faith which you have towards the Lord Jesus and, to, and all, towards all the saints. And I pray that the fellowship of your faith may become effective through the knowledge of every good things which is in you for Christ's sake. Look, I'll be taking only one concept from this particular book, which is recorded in verse 6, that I pray that the fellowship of your faith, Vishwasathinde Kuttaima. You look, it's a very special personal book, letter, written by the great apostle to Philemon. There is no major theological arguments recorded in this book. But it's a very special and personal writing from a senior apostle to his co-worker and probably a person who, who, uh, whom he led to Christ. There are three major characters in this particular book. Number one, you might have studied even in the Sunday school classes about the book of Philemon. Number one is the great apostle, the fatherly figure, Apostle Paul. Number two, a wealthy businessman, Philemon. He had a very large house where the people gathered together for worshipping the Lord. And he is a very close associate of Apostle Paul. Philemon is a close associate of Apostle Paul. And probably he might have converted to Christianity directly or indirectly through the ministry of Apostle Paul. And in verse 1 it is said that Philemon was a co-worker of Apostle Paul. And there is a third character, important character, the name is not uh, directly mentioned here, but uh, he is none other than Onesimus. Look, he is a runaway slave. He was a servant in the house of uh, Philemon. He had done something wrong because verse 18 says he had draw, uh, done something wrong to, wrong to his master Philemon and he has run, ran away from his house, from Philemon's house and he is in Rome and probably he might have met uh, Apostle Paul. And he also was converted to Christianity. He accepted Christ as his personal savior. And we see the background of the book as Paul writing a recommendation letter to Philemon to accept or to have a, rec 
a ministry of reconciliation with Onesimus. So there are three characters. The fatherly fear, Apostle Paul. Second, a wealthy businessman, Philemon. Third, a runaway slave, a servant named Onesimus. And when we come to verse 4 to 6, we see that Paul is giving an introductory uh, remark about Philemon in verse 1 through 6. He says that he's giving thank to God for the life of Philemon, for his love and for his faith. And he comes to a very particular statement when he explains about the sharing of the faith that has to become effective. In another word, in another translation, it says, it says that the fellowship of your faith. The word used here is the word koinonia, the fellowship. You look, we have given a general understanding. We used to take it in a general way, the word koinonia or fellowship. But in Paul's writing, the word fellowship has a strategic importance. It is more than sharing, eating, and coming together. Usually what we do is our fellowship is uh, when we come together for a, a, a meal or a dinner or a breakfast or a, a prayer meeting also we call it as fellowship. We come for a fellowship. But the real word fellowship is much more than that. You know, it is very difficult to accurately define the concept of koinonia or fellowship, but it is uh, a deep relationship between each other. It is a sense of need of each other. Saying that I need you. I cannot live or I cannot enjoy my life without you. That's a sense of identification. You know, it comes in a corporate life and gives a sense of uh, the need of each other. You look, in Christian fellowship, it is beyond eating and meeting. Fellowship means, kutaima means, koinonia means, it, uh, we identify with our fellow being, our dear brother, our dear sister. We feel the sense of the need of others. I need you. You need me. That is the term we can define it as koinonia or uh, fellowship. Look, what I'm trying to say in the next 15 minutes is, is a, is a message to the church that when we live in this fellowship, there are three major aspects that we have to keep in mind. Number one, the koinonia, the fellowship must overpower our social condition. You look, Paul is writing a letter to Philemon recommending a slave or a thief or a culprit. You think about Apostle Paul. He's a man who has a reputation, who is a fatherly figure. The Apostle par excellent. You look, I'm a principal of a seminary. If you come to me to write a, a recommendation letter, I will sit and think. I will, uh, I will, I will inquire about you uh, all the possible ways. And I will try to avoid because there are consequences of writing recommendation letter. You see a man standing here, the senior apostle of Paul, senior apostle of Christianity, Saint Paul, writing a letter recommending a thief, a culprit, someone who has done something wrong to the master. And Paul is writing to Philemon, would you please accept this man in Christian love and in Christian fellowship? 
what i am trying to say is if you say that you are in real koinonia if you say that you are in real fellowship if you say that you are in the church you the fellowship the koinonia must overpower destroy you know it must go further of all the social situations and conditions where we are in you know this is a slave this is a thief in social strata he may be down apostle paul in the spiritual realm he is on the up on the top on the peak but he was willing to come down to a level where he can appreciate he can engrave he can write something destroying and destroying all the social strata of the society you must understand the value of his writing from the perspective of first century christianity when slavery was so much dominant slaves were considered not as human beings but they were considered as a commodity as a commodity and paul says philemon i know that you are in this fellowship i am writing a letter for a, for a recommending for a slave to you you must accept him as your brother this morning let me ask church what is our perspective about human being what is our understanding about a person sitting right to you and left to you how do you judge people is it on the base of color is it on the base of language is it on the base of education is it on the basis of church is it on the basis of denomination is it on the basis of a family name and background in the church nothing should disturb you accepting your brother see the role model apostle paul if he can accept a slave who has done something wrong how do we judge people how do we consider our consider our brother how do we consider our sister if your koinonia is not covering or empowering the worldly standard overpowering the worldly standard overpowering the social condition we are just like worldly people the koinonia we preach the fellowship that we enjoy that must overpower this every social condition beyond all the imaginations beyond all the limitations of this world it must go further accepting each and every one irrespective of caste irrespective of color irrespective of uh, education irrespective of uh, the, the status in the society there is no different levels in the church when you come to the real fellowship all the barriers will be, must be broken and you must be we must be able to accept each and every one those who are one in christ so number 1 you think about the ministry of jesus pastor was clearly telling when he conducted the uh, holy communion you know he counted us as worthy and he came down he became something for us you know in the sunday school days i used to think like this it would have been easy for god to uh, sit at uh, the sit in the heaven and with a remote control i uh, look at deleting or uh, taking away the old world and bringing a new world you know he can create but he didn't do that he sent his son the card he became flesh and he lived among the people he was here for 33 and a half years knowing every pain of human being going to samaritan 
woman going to the high class going to the low class there was no discrimination he really started a fellowship which paul says to the to philemon that i know you have fellowship now i am recommending you i am a senior pastor but i am willing to write a recommendation letter for a slave because i really feel that the koinonia must overpower all the social conditions I know that this is a different type of message. Usually I don't, I don't preach these type of messages. Uh, but this is a different, but this is a message which God has given to the church. Number two, koinonia must overpower the individual authority or hierarchy. You see, he's a senior apostle. Through his ministry, Philemon had come to the saving knowledge of Christ. He is a fatherly figure for Philemon. And he himself says in verse 8, I have the authority to order you. I can easily say, look, our father, look, you think about your father. Your father can easily order you, da, do this one. Instead of uh, da, asking you to do this one, you know, he don't need to come and plea, look, you please do this one. No, he don't, no need to say that because he has the authority. Paul is saying that I have the authority to order you, to accept him. And look, I would like him to be with me. I can easily grab him and say that, Philemon, you do your business. I want Onesimus back to me, by serving me. But he says, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to use my authority and power, my seniority over you. But what I'm going to do is, I'm going to request you. That's a spiritual maturity. A fatherly figure. You look, this in Koinonia, in fellowship, in a church like this, there should not be seniority juniority business unless for official official in the sense a uh, uh, functional purpose but like, seniority juniority is okay no problem but it should not go deep down into your heart <laughs> it is for function of it is for the function of the church everything is okay but it when it goes to the heart and when we feel that i'm above somebody i'm above this man I'm above this group. Then we are in the wrong track. Best example is Paul's life. You understand what I am saying? Senior apostle. A man who has come to the saving knowledge through the ministry of this senior apostle. He is writing. I have the authority to tell you, but I'm not going to use the authority. I would request you. I would pray to you. I plead you. Would you please allow Onesimus to be accepted by you? And would you please allow him to serve me? You look, the number one, the fellowship must overpower the social conditions of the world. Number two, the fellowship must overpower the hierarchy within the fellowship. We must be humble enough to accept others. We must be people of humility. Philippians chapter 2, read it as to demonstrate the character of Christ in our lives. Number one, humility. He left all glory behind and he came down looking, seeking you and me and he accepted, not by seeing our merit, but even though Paul himself says, we were not worthy, but you counted us as worthy. And the humility is the mark of fellowship. Number three, very important one. 
koinonia must overpower the worldly standards look there are worldly standards for every ethos you love you say love kindness humility forgiveness for everything world has set its own standard and we are a very special group we must it's not overpowering go beyond worldly standards i will give you example in verse 16 and i don't have time to read in verse 16 paul says look i am sending onesimos back look at this a drama i am sending onesimos back i want you to accept him how to accept him as your brother oh my god accepting a slave a servant not only a slave somebody who has some, done something wrong against you and paul is saying you know your acceptance must go beyond the worldly standard it is easy for paul to say that you look let him come back and uh, do four years of uh, uh, work there and he pay off let him pay off his debt that is the way of uh, the world but what paul is saying is a different story he says look i am not asking you to accept him as a slave again a worker again because he has come to the fellowship he accepted jesus christ now no more slave you must accept him as your own brother okay if you cannot think about this message now i want you to go when you when you take rest think about what paul in the book of philemon what he is saying you look going one step further to the worldly standard and accepting a person which we think is not acceptable you think about christian forgiveness paul what paul is saying look you don't worry if he if he owe something what what i will do i will give you i will take the responsibility i can carry the pain for him he am he may be a slave he may he may have done something wrong against you but count on me i can pay you back look there is a wrong understanding of forgiveness in christian realm look i come from kerala many of the senior people those who are sitting here you may remember in kerala here also we have watch night service everybody has to say testimony <laughs> one of the one of the uh, regular uh, wordings which uh, we use is uh, uh, if you have something against me please forgive me i am entering into a new year please forgive me in in kerala style there is a style of saying arkengilum ennodundengilum valladu undengi shemichekkanena you look that's that's a way we ask forgiveness but forgiveness in christian realm in fellowship has something to do something more to do you look we we there is a hurt there is a problem we say that i have forgiven you i have i forgot it you know you don't you should not worry me anymore you should not uh, enter into my business anymore that is not christian forgiveness christian forgiveness is going one more step ahead that means there is a hurt there is a forgiveness and there is another point of to start loving again unless you come to the third point christian experience of forgiveness is not complete anybody in this world can forgive and forgets but a, only a christian can love him again in spite of the hurt he has done that is what paul is saying are philemon if you just forgive him let him go i i will make him free let him do his business no you must accept him as your own brother so it's very hard i know when i when i don't hear hallelujah and praise the lord i know it is very hard it is hard for me also but it's a 
it's, it's, it's a foundation. It's a foundation of Christianity. Unless and until you cannot go further of the worldly standards, you cannot be in a fellowship with Christ. Look, there is a, there is a beautiful hymn. I don't know. I have said it uh, earlier here. Uh, in the message of uh, Dr. Revy, he used to recite this one. He says about a, a, a child who started uh, writing with an uh, ink pen. <laughs> he, he, he first, the first time he, when, he, when he wrote uh, a page with ink pen, uh, the ink was uh, there on the whole page. The, the, the paper was, uh, um, what to say, uh, uh, not readable. And he came to the teacher. And the songwriter says, he came to my desk with a trembling heart. The lesson was done. Have you a new sheet for me, my teacher? I have spoiled this one. I took the sheet which was spoiled and blotted, gave him a new sheet whole unspotted, and unto his tired heart I cried, do better now, my child. That evening I went to the throne with a trembling heart. The day was done. Have you a new day for me, my master? I have spoiled this one. He took the day which was spoiled and blotted, gave me a new day whole unspotted. And unto my tired heart, he cried, do better now, my child. The strength of Christian life is here. How do you and me answer the question of forgiveness? It is not just to forget, but accepting the person again. Start loving him again. Not like a slave, not like earlier, but little more going close to him accepting him as your own brother there you see the beauty of fellowship there you see the beauty of koinonia there you see the beauty of coming together as god intends for us for to come together the fellowship which is found in love more than love Look, I, I always amazed by reading the book of Philemon. Paul would have easily uh, written like this. Look, I'm sending this man to you. Look, whatever you want to do, this man, do it. Don't kill him, but ask him to work and uh, pay off his debts. He, he says that love is something more than that. I am ready to take the pain of this person. I am willing to give you back. Oh my God. What happened to Apostle Paul? He might have easily washed his hand and said that you deal with it. No. The willingness of going one more step with the person who is in pain, that is the act of love. You look in Givergis Marostatios, one of the bishops uh, back in Kerala, he has written a small book. The book's name is Mafia Sophia Gloria. He was describing three cultures of uh, the uh, Samaritans, sorry, uh, yeah, good Samaritans story. No, I don't have time to explain. The first one he says there is a mafia culture, grabbing culture. No, he's speaking about the robbers who grabbed everything. Their, their uh, 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 formula is what is yours is mine. No, they grab everything. Everywhere it is there. In church also people are there <laughs> who grabs not only money, position, power, even ministry, opportunities. Look, everything. Grabbing is sin. You know, if you don't, if that particular thing, the sin uh, belongs to you, if you grab it, that is stealing. Now, we give a wrong explanation about stealing. We think that only when we steal money, it is stealing. No. 
if something that you owe to somebody else if it comes to your pocket comes to your heart comes to your hand comes to your emotion that is stealing and givergis mosatios bishop he says that there is a culture of grabbing that is mafia there is a culture of sophia wisdom that means priest coming they cannot touch the person because they think that they will lose something that is priest think that what is mine is mine robbers think that what you what is yours is mine here comes priest they think that what is mine is mine here comes the samaritan with a revolutionary thought what is mine is yours what is mine is yours take it take my vehicle take my oil take my time take my energy take my wallet take my promise if you owe something more to this in i will come back and i will pay if your standard of life doesn't go further to the worldly standards we are not in a fellowship paul says koinonia fellowship must overpower the social condition color caste hierarchy all these things koinonia must overpower individual authority there is no superman <laughs> there is no lower man it's not the business in the church unless it is in a functional level fellowship must overpower the worldly standards if we love somebody as the people in the world loves we are just like worldly people if if we say that we forgive people unless you go one more step further to the standard of forgiveness which the worldly people gave we are not in the right place would you ask god to minister to us ask him tell him to lead us into a real fellowship i'm not telling about the church real fellowship to the vibrancy of christian fellowship to the dynamism of christian fellowship in the institutionalized world we must have the the the, the, the real factor of uh, fellowship within us and amongst us there is a famous quotation by a theologian he says like this christianity in jerusalem was a fellowship you remember the the, the first century christianity in jerusalem was a fellowship they served everything they brought it to everything together they enjoyed life but when it came to antioch it became church it was ritualized in rome it was institutionalized in europe it was commercialized here in america and it when it came to india it became projects and programs and in churches and uh, theological seminaries it is performance and observation i perform here half an hour you observe next to me you come here you perform i will sit there and observe you know there's you now we have to take a, a u turn and go back to the jerusalem experience of fellowship accepting everyone irrespective of any barrier considering other as you was Oh, you are on brother and sister. Look, we cannot be too professional in church. No, if you are too professional, I don't think that the, the dynamism of fellowship will be vibrant in the church. No. Look, some of the times we cannot, we cannot spend time together. That's okay. Perfectly okay. But what I am telling is, look, within ourself, inside ourself, 
Now inside our heart, do you hunger for a fellowship like this? Where you are accepted and you accept people. When you go further to the worldly standards and you also experience the same forgiveness and love from the people. I think this will be the mini version of heaven if you experience such type of a fellowship. Fellowship must overpower, overpower all social conditions, hierarchy and the worldly standards. I know that this is a very special message and uh, it has gone to the hearts of people. Let us pray that God may touch us again with the experience of real fellowship in our life and may the good Lord bless you and help us to continue in the real fellowship in Christ.